And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgan's founder of Marknology here as today's host of Startup Hustle. I've got Carlos Alvarez back in the studio. I'm super excited to have him back. Before we jump into today's topic, shout out to our sponsor, Fullscale.io helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Today we're going to be talking about a little bit of diff- we're going to be talking about a couple different things. Uh, I wanted to talk to Carlos about launching a brand, like some of our favorite strategies and why we use them. Uh, Carlos has some things outside the box today that might not apply to every seller, but I still think it's relevant to kind of think big picture and think big vision and understand why a successful seller is even thinking that way. And then I, I want to double dip and talk about how sellers are drowning from too much theory. I think that they go hand in hand. And, um, you know, there's you can think of all these different ways to launch products, but really it comes down to just like taking a leap, taking a step, kind of taking what you've learned and trying something. And Carlos is one of the best at that. I know there's a lot of strategies and tactics um, that I've heard whispers of that I don't even know the details behind. So I'll share some of what I've been doing with some of the brands I'm launching. I know Carlos has one right now in the pipeline that he's building. He's super excited about. Um, Carlos, without further ado, welcome to the show. What's up, brother? Happy to be back. Thank you. Thank you. I had like a little surgery a couple of weeks back and I'm um, super excited for you helping me fill this gap. And, um, you know, I thought, who can I go to that's going to give us some great value? And great I really when appreciate I, when, you being on the when show. I, when, I, when I heard, I was telling my wife, I was like, babe, you're going to have to watch. You're going to have to watch a little Carlito and I'm about to go get on the mic. I thought we were going to jump on right then and there. I love it. it what's his name? Uh, Carlos, the same as me. I, I wasn't very original, but since he's little, we just call him Carlitos. Carlitos, I like it because uh, I have a family restaurant. I've been eating there. I'm 35, like 35 years. It's called Carlitos. Um, just this little dive spot here in Kansas City. The family always goes to for events. So I was like, "What? That's funny." Um, no, but like, give me a little background. So usually, you know, I go into the background of Carlos. But we've already covered that. So this time, we get to just talk about the background of what we're working on. And I want to talk about like, you know, launching a brand in 2022. You know, it's so much different. I think than um a lot of even the thought leaders talk about in the space like what they did in the early days 2012 to 2016 and some of those like you know giveaway loss leader type uh strategies for getting momentum on products it's got to be a lot different now it's coming from a lot of different directions let's talk about the brand you're working on first i know you don't want, you don't have to give all the details you can give the details i know it has to do with water i know it has to do with fish uh share what you want yeah, for sure. This this is a very unique brand in the sense that I'm I'm gonna be transparent about it, so I can talk about any and all of it right now. Okay, good, because that's the only thing I know how to do. So I was trying to navigate, but now I won't worry about it. Yeah, no, it, it's all good. So the brand is is gonna be called Fish Talk, and I'm taking a very uh, this term that I'm using. I can't take credit for it. I believe it was started by the the guys over at Ecom Crew, but it's a content first approach. Okay. It's something I'd, I've always really done, but this time I'm just going to do it uh, transparently. 
And how it begins is I'm going to be creating a content site, which is going to be the site fish dock right now. I'll show it's, it's under construction and I'm actually going to rank outside of Amazon. And then once I do that, I'm going to be selling my products and launching my products to the email list of people I get from the content site. Um, the, the, something unique I'm going to be doing this time that I've not done before. And, you know, I, I really hope <laughs> that it works. You never know is I'm going to manufacture my own products. So it's liquid products so that I can get, I can get away with that. Uh, it's not like I'm going to build a, you know, an, a mixer board or something. And in that sense, I probably have to go to China, but it, it's a liquid product that's going to help with the propagation of coral. So I priced it out. A good friend of mine manufactures locally. And again, it's not out of a sense of like patriotism either. It's more like I want full control over as much as I can of the process. Yeah. And then, and then having my community too, like having a factory, I know that I want to be able to learn it and solve for problems that like new sellers are having, you know? Um, so I, I know that I can't probably justify the cost of a factory with my product in the beginning, my new PL, but I will be able to justify the cost of the factory helping other people manufacture products. So that's, that's, that's the gist of it. Like that's no, the brand. That's, that's why, uh, you know, that's why, I think it takes money to make money in a lot of ways when you think about that. And it's just like, as you start figuring it out, you can control more of that process. I know as an agency, I started going, I wanted to go all the way up to the manufacturers because while I wasn't building a brand, I wanted to be connected right to the people making the product so we could pivot, we could adjust, the margin was better. Um, we could control the quality. It seems like, you know, manufacturers that have been around for 50 years or a hundred years, whenever I'm working with them on the agency side, they're not, a, you know, they don't make decisions and change their mind in 15 days or 30 days. You know, they're they're making decisions for the future. They play in long game. They think down the road. They invest in equipment, um, you know, and as a musician, that was something that was very, like, easy for me to do back when I was traveling and touring full time was invest in your gear. You invest into, like, you know, your equipment. And so because of that, you know, it makes you sound better, makes your quality better, Um same thing here. And I think an easier one to bite off maybe for a new seller to think about is a lot of people get like, you know, kind of those t-shirt screen printing. Um, you know, I don't think those like getting into manufacturing within that and manufacturing would mean putting the shirt together. I understand that. But even being able to make your own shirts and print them at scale and things like that, I've seen a lot of people kind of try that model. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Is this someone, uh, you know, you said someone from your community. Is it someone from the Amazon community or is it someone just in that in the Florida community? No, um, someone in the Amazon community, uh, I'm trying to, he's going to kill me. Cause I'm definitely, he's definitely listens to this show. So like, he's going to kill me that I'm forgetting his name, right? Oh, Alex Fedorovich is his name. Okay. So spoke, spoke at Prosper last time. I think he was on the stage with Vanessa, who's a mutual friend of ours. And they, this is his thing. His, his brand too. I'm drawing a blank. He's open about talking about it, but he has the experience on putting this together. And, and one of the things that I sort of over the last 15 years, like, and I don't know, maybe you saying with you is I, I really drank the Kool-Aid in, you know, you want to launch another product. That means it's synonymous with China, unless you're doing supplements or, or some like ingestible and anything else means millions and millions of dollars to start something to make. So I just, there was this wall anytime I created a product and COVID, you know, I hate to thank COVID for anything, but like COVID forced everyone to think differently mm -hmm. and 
one of the things I thought about is I was like, man, I'm not saying we're going to be, hopefully we're not dealing with pandemics every few years. You know, this is just, we did it, you know, but I am very like, I want to learn from this. And like, what are the things we could learn from this to be stronger on the other side? And I never want to be in the position of being told I need to pay $20,000 for a container yeah. um, and wait triple the time. So I was just like, how, how do you solve for this? And most sellers, I believe, are product agnostic. I get it if, you, if you're already locked into a product where the only place you can manufacture is China. But if you're product agnostic and it's just a matter of you create your own filters, like just because the program or whoever you learn from says you should do this, like you can play with that a little bit. Why not stick something in there that says it needs to be profitable manufactured from, you know, North, Central, South America? Yeah. Uh, and that's, that, that was really the, the genesis for me. And for me, I like, I like creating brands around things that, um, I know this is like a huge no, no, but whatever, like it, it's things that I'm passionate about or would like to be passionate about. And then I obviously make sure there's a market. Uh, otherwise it doesn't make sense, but that's what I like to do. So for me, it's that. And it's like, okay, yes, there's a market for it. Can it be manufactured in the Americas? Yes. Let's roll. Okay, so I love that tra that train of thought. I got there a different way. Um, you know, one growing up in Africa, I saw all kinds of makers. Um, you know, some really cool items. So I've always just thought about like, you know, I've seen people make amazing things by hand. I've seen like you know chess sets and mancala boards, and like I've always just been like, how do I get this stuff over? Like it would be so cool. Um, so I've always thought, even as an agency, as a seller, like. Oh, bringing stuff from other countries automatically can be a win over here. Just like taking American products to like, let's say Canada or Australia or Japan can do well, you know, grabbing products from Indonesia, like a current brand I'm working with. Um, it's cool and exciting. So it made me think like, okay, these people are getting stuff manufactured elsewhere. Me not really ever wanting to go to China <laughs> also made me think a little bit differently. Uh, my parents lived over there, uh, like in the Siberian part, like super cold, just going to China and picking products didn't sound exciting for me. And then on the agency side, uh, you know, 11 years of this consulting, at least like with sellers, um, I worked with tons of makers that were local that would like try to take a product to Amazon, you know, like golf divot tools and like, um, you know, wedding signs and like custom shops and like it was smaller scale, but it was still like U.S. makers um, and getting kind of um, acclimated to like, okay, some products can come from here. Wow, that's a lot easier. I don't have to deal with the supply chain thing, kind of learning through them and through the through what they were doing. But I think that, you know, now they're like pushing um, the Latin Americas, like, you know, can we source there? What can we get there? Honduras, they're thinking clothing, apparel. And then on the agency side, just just like, because I think this is perspective for some people is like, on the agency side, if I couldn't control sourcing, I'm still thinking about China as my main competitor for the most part. And so I would think about China and being able to price lower. And I started thinking about branding and content. And, um, you know, that's something that the West really respects um, is like, you know, how good is your content, whether it's trust building, whether it's like thought leadership around a topic, whether it's, um, you know, localized translation and, you know, having real emotionally captivating images. Like if you're saving fish, um, you know, there's some amazing photos you can do with like some underwater photography or like salt life tanks or um, and really make the customer feel like a hero by buying your product. I can automatically almost envision that. And that's something that we can do here that China can't do. So like our content creation. So I didn't mean to say all that, but really like there's a lot of different ways to come to the same point. And um, 
I think it's amazing, especially on a platform like Amazon where the review quality matters. And if you could take that feedback like live and because you're running the whole thing, be able to adjust quickly. I think that's, that's super exciting. hundred percent. And I love how, I love how you can, you're like one of the best storytellers I know. I love how you like draw back and you just took me to like, took me to Africa and creators and like the tundra in, in China and all that there. You're one of the more creative people I know. I was just telling that to a, a friend of ours, uh, Todd, who hopefully yeah. starts working with Marknology. He's like, man, what do you think? I know, you know, I know, uh, you know him. And I'm like, man, I, one of the more creative people I know, man. That's, that's I'm trying awesome. To, I'm trying to build a brand with Todd. Like, you know, I know he's looking for a new Heck project yeah. and like, I'm like, okay, that's your thing. You're a sorcerer. Like, you know, um, let me help you build it. And, you know, that's something I've been doing. Uh, I'm not sure. Like I'll, I'll share it for anyone on the podcast. Cause I've been talking about my vision, what I've been trying to do. I think, um, I've got equity in 15 brands now, Carlos. So not, not complete start to finish, like, you know, like yourself and some sellers, but having built the agency first and kind of going the other direction, it's a lot of fun for me right now. The last 18 months, the pandemic, uh, the aggregators, you know, um, and then my my long term plan coming to fruition, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about like our strategies around launching brands and what you said about content first. I think um, I'm a huge advocate. I'm a huge, huge fan. I have uh, as an agency content has driven my business and my growth. Um, I'm working on a project right now where we built three months of TikTok content. And then uh, in the last week, recently started doing the link in bio and directing traffic to a landing page and things like that, like the old Facebook days. And uh, between us, we are at 630 organic orders so far. Yeah, bro, it's, it's, it's crazy. <clears throat> Talking to a lot of people in the, in the Wizards of Amazon community, it's like, it's, it's a struggle because I don't like giving fluffy, like wishy-washy answers to stuff, right? But everyone's in a different stage of where they are in their PL. And I feel like there's a massive checklist or launch list, if you will, of, of thing, you know, tools in your toolbox, if you will, like weapons in your arsenal on what you can do to succeed with a brand or product. Even it doesn't even have to be that great of a product, to be honest, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, but there's all this stuff yet people are struggling on this and like, it's not happening. Like what's the disconnect and what, I, what I've reached and, maybe a smarter person would have reached this quicker is if you don't go content first, right. And you don't pick a product that this is still content first, but to say it another way, you don't pick a product that lets you create compelling emails and send them frequently and that people want to open, which means it needs to be a lot of content there. If you don't have a social media presence, if you don't do any of that and none of that was important when you selected your product, then what you are left with is who's willing to make less, spend a ton more in ads or black hat. And I don't want to be dealing with that in reality. Yeah. Look, if you're at a point and you, you've really gotten <clears throat> good at Amazon PPC, I assure you email and social media is not as difficult. Like you have it within you to, to know this, do it. It's going to make you a million times. It's exactly. exactly. So, yeah, con content content versus everything. And heck, what uh, was it? Accelerate just passed. Was it yesterday? Yeah. You, you, have you been able to hear some of the stuff that came out there? I did not. Oh my god! Like this is exactly what we're talking about. They they want to put the 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 buy with Prime button, and you be able to use that on TikTok, on Facebook, off. 
they're going to let you encourage you to send traffic from your Amazon branded storefront to your off Amazon store. Wow. First time ever. You're going to be able to do email for your repeat customers, your high volume customers, uh, customers that buy complimentary products within Amazon. Like things that, you know, for you and I, this is like finally like validation here, you know? Yeah. And yeah, Amazon, this is when, if Amazon invests in creating a program like that, it's, it's them saying like, look, content first, you're not doing content first. Your, your days are numbered. I feel like they've gone a little bit from scarcity, scarcity mindset to abundance mindset at Amazon, you know? And they're like, uh, instead of, you know, essentially going opposite directions to Shopify and some of the other competitors, they're like, look, if we just blend it together, just like we do as e-com, you know, as e-com consultants and thought leaders, I'm always saying holistic e-commerce holistic e-commerce like you can check my youtube videos as far back as they go i'm talking about holistic e-commerce i'm talking about content and branding i'm talking about ways to stick, stay away from china like you know travel in asia the billboards the marketing are completely different you know so these are advantages we have as a culture um you know take not just take back our platform but to dominate with our brands there and i think in a culture where um no one trusts anything and attention span is like two seconds it's like, you know, it's nice to see a brand that's got months of blogs and months of emails and months of TikTok and months of, you know, Instagram or meaning just like there's there's validation there. There's like consistency. This is it's it's sharing trust. Right. I think. And um, that's what content a content strategy does is like you. it's not fly by night. It's like this brand has spent time to give value, you know, in the words of Gary Vee, jab, jab, right hook. That's what content is. It's like value, 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 ask. Um, and I love to hear those things from Accelerate. I'm a buy with Prime, um, you know, agency. I got to go to New York and meet with them and learn about the program. That was super cool. They actually listened to us, uh, you know, in there. I was like, this is insane. This feels crazy. Um, but no, like super, super really cool things. And if you're already learning these things, if you've already been digging in, trying to learn them, uh, it's like a home run. And if you're not, you need to lean into it. Amazon has been pushing posts and the follow buttons. So you can send emails and the store for the custom storefronts. And so, you know, being able to just put up generic images and graphics now, now that your website's talking to your Amazon store and all those things, it's not going to work. I think you're going to have to like really think about content um, differently. Amen to that. Yeah. Oh. So, and, and also like, why is it taboo to pick a subject like, to pick a to pick a product that you care about that you like that you're passionate about you know i don't i don't think it i think where it came from and i have friends that are the creators of some of these courses and programs so it's it's not a blanket bash on all of them but when you get into the creation of those courses and programs we won't say any names you you don't create them thinking Usually, wait, what's the most narrow audience that this would appeal to, right? So you want a, a software, anything you do, you want it to, to appeal to the broadest audience possible. So if you tell the broadest audience possible, if your answer to where do I find my product, if it is what are you passionate about, it's dead in the water. Because the number one answer you're going to hear is I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't have anything I'm good at. You're going to get that and it's BS, but like, you know, five, people. Five, right. Five minutes into that conversation, you've made a list. Like you and I talking to someone like five minutes into a conversation, we tell a person like they're, they, they can create content at almost, a, I'm, 
on an expert level on like three different areas. And like, we could unpack that for them. You know, first, like, what do you do? Oh, I play soccer, but I play soccer at this specific, you know, and I'll be like, oh my God, like, this is huge. And we'll be opening up Amazon. I'll be showing them what they could do there. And this idea they have on how they can differentiate, that's how our minds work. But most people, that's not the case. So if you put out information, like just go with what you're passionate about, what you'd like to be passionate about, and then validate it, all of it's dead in the water. So what you have to do is you have to create this, 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 this criteria, this filter of it needs to weigh less than blank, something very plug and play that they can follow and spit out something on the other end. That is going to answer the number one question that most people have, the broadest audience. The problem, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, is that that also has a... Um, to me, an unacceptable rate of failure, right? And so that's why I say, I I know, I know this is like the unpopular thing to say, and and that is, you know, what I'm passionate about or what I'd like to be passionate about. Um, That's why I said it, because I, I know that everyone, I have to like untrain myself sometimes because I'm bombarded with it everywhere. Um, I know that everyone's approaching product selection differently. Um, I am happy to say though, that I have a hundred percent success rate with PL on my own PL. So like knock on wood, a hundred percent, I don't have anything else a hundred percent in my entire life, but I have a hundred percent success rate in my PL. So I like my formula. I'm going to keep doing it. I love that. And if you get stuck, you call me deal. Absolutely. Deal. <laughs> That's a joke. But like, I'm thinking about, you know what I'm thinking about? The insect, the insects. Of course. Like, yeah. Were you passionate about bugs at that time? <laughs> You know, when I first launched it, it was out of desperation, which I won't bore everyone with the story, but I got ripped off and, you know, tried to find yeah. something and I, and I thought this was easy. So I get a quick exit out of it. There was zero passion. And my approach towards PL didn't start from day one. My, my passion when I started, you know, selling online was I didn't want to have to round up every time I put something in the shopping cart at the store to Fire know flight. I would be embarrassed at checkout because I couldn't pay for it. Right. So yeah. I just want to get to that point. That was my goal. It didn't matter what I sold. I was totally fine with degreasing stuff at two o'clock in the morning in restaurants too to make money. But as I started treating this like a business, yeah, then I started, you know, I'm in control of this now. I have some breathing room with a capital. Like why not, why not do what I want to do? Yeah. No, and I think that's where I'm at now, even just taking me a long time, but you know, I made eight, eight years in the agency, 11 years into Amazon getting to do what I love now, which is to build brands. Um, <clears throat> like at my own cadence, like, you know, picking the brands we want to work with on the agency side and then building the brands I want to build on the PL side um, and then having the team to actually be able to execute it. And if I don't have the budget of the capital to go hire the people, now they're in my team, which is like, you know, I think essentially where I've gotten to. It's a lot cheaper if you if you have the whole team yourself, you know, versus hiring it out. But I would say like, you know, I'm extremely passionate about Amazon and e-commerce and that's why Marknology has been successful. Um I love talking about it. Like I love building brands. I love that I've made over a dozen millionaires. I love that I've been a part of 14 exits and built those brands to exit. Like not just the success, but like um, the competition, the game of it all, the strategy of it all. And there's not one way to skin a cat, so to speak. Like, you know, we're talking about strategies to launch. I can think of like the strategies to launch like pre-2017, 18. And then the strategies that are 2022. And let's be honest, you didn't really need a content first strategy or even a content strategy or even a, a person based brand or an influencers, you know, pre 2018. Like I don't really, you could have, but you didn't need it. You almost, you, you almost also didn't need a GS one barcode or trademark. Like there's so many things you could have gotten away with. It was, it was, 
if you were getting a trademark for your brand before brand registry on Amazon came out, you were probably a content creator. Yeah, exactly. You were content. You're like a high end designer or something like, you know, trying to trademark your stuff. Like, but me as, um, you know, I've told my story before, but I, I like was on Upwork. I got a chance to work with Adidas back then. And I got to work with amazing content and was like, wow, this content's amazing. They were on vendor, you know, vendor central. That was the only people that had a plus back then. But once I had amazing content and I put it into play and I saw what I could design on Amazon, I was like, I didn't want to go back. So like that was immediately, this was like, you know, eight years ago, really like it immediately pushed me to being like, okay, I want this brand registry one thing. Okay. And that takes nine months to get if they didn't have a trademark. So then I started looking for brands that really existed in retail um, or on, on the web that had trademarks. Um, brand registry two comes out, you know, and, and I was working with brands. I'd say, do you have a trademark? Do you have brand registry? No. Well, are you willing to get it? No. Well, I'm not the best fit for you. And I immediately moved away from wholesale and reselling and even private label that didn't have plans for a trademark. Because honestly, the brands I was talking to then were scared away of spending that much money on a trademark. But I wanted that content piece. I'm just telling you, I want, once I saw what it could do, the difference in great images and great content, I was like, this is a must. Then Amazon comes out with the IP accelerator program and you know, you can get it in two weeks. Well, as I started building my pipeline too, I stopped getting so many brands that didn't have the trademark, um, the ability to do it. But these were all like stepping stones to getting to here. And I think as I saw Amazon like release those things, it was just like a, a, a no brainer to lean into them. And, um, you know, where some people went black hat, I was like, I'm going to go white hat as I can and, you know, try to get the Mayo clinics and the Nestle's of the world and whoever, uh, because, you know, I'm, I know how to stay out of trouble instead of get into trouble. And that also meant I need more strategies for launching products. That's not black hat. Right. Yeah. 100%. So we, we talk content strategies. We and you know something else I want to talk on is like how sellers are drowning from from too much theory. I think you know I was just talking with Vanessa. All of the conferences is conference, 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 event, event, event. At what point do you like slow down, stay home, you know, keep the laptop out, and like you know really get to work and putting some of those strategies into play? Um, what are some of the things you've tried in launching products that haven't worked? Do you have any, or have you made them all work? Uh, let's see. That's wow. That's a phenomenal question here. My mind was like gearing up for like ways to approach uh, this like tsunami of theory. And, and I'm like formulating an answer. And then you hit me with like the best question in the world. So let me think about this. So, like, okay, let me go. What? Let me spit with, let me spit with you while you're thinking. Okay. So I guess I'm just like, you know, I've tried lots of different things. I've tried micro influencers, you know, I've tried um, and a lot of these are through brands, like um, meaning the brands have paid for these things and I've helped execute them. They weren't all like for my own private label. But, you know, um, you know, we've launched brands uh, where we just relied on PPC. We've launched brands where we had influencers behind it. We've launched brands where we've had Sirius FM or, you know, Hulu TV. Uh, you know, we've tried things where we've done the in-person trying to bring them to Amazon. Um, I know you've done a bunch of stuff with all the way up to like meetups and in-person events. Like, you know, those are like really clever strategies. I feel like um, something around scuba comes to mind. Like, yeah, snorkeling. yeah. Am I close? Yeah, no, 100%. Okay. I would love to hear about some of those or like, you know, some of the things you're like, I'm going to spend a lot of time. So for me, for example, just to bring it but, home, like I spent three months with this TikTok strategy, not knowing 
if it was going to work like and it's working but like three months of effort is is um for me as busy as i am is a lot of my time right so oh so so the scuba brand the scuba brand i successfully exited and the the scuba brand i i and this is a good thing about fish stock too every brand i launch from here on out i'm going to be open about the brand what i'm doing and all that there like these other brands like here i am talking kg about like the scuba brand like you know, I'm, I can't say the name. And a lot of people listening, they don't realize like why, you, you know, you're, you're kind of tied up once you do uh, an exit. But like scuba brand, I, I exited. I started from a meetup group and I, I gave free scuba classes and I didn't give the classes. I found someone who could certify people and that person ran it and I paid them on the back end. And think about how rapidly that community grew. And then when I wanted to sell a product and launch it, I crushed it. I, I, I was number one bestseller you know, almost immediately. Um, and, and no, that brand did amazing. So, so you tell know? me, let's talk about that just a little bit. Like, so whenever, without the exact roadmap, but you're using, so you're building a community, you're giving people like free scuba lessons for joining the meetup. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, that costs several hundred dollars usually. Um, <clears throat> how does and that then, then turn into buyers and in helping you launch? Because we're, I'm on the back. So the scuba instructor, he's not, um, he's local, he's struggling for business, and this person doesn't know marketing, hence why they're struggling for business. So every time somebody joins the community, I'm handling the content from the email side, from the messages, from joining social media, um, curating other content, since I'm not an expert in it, and putting it together in a way like this is the solid stuff you should read. I'm handling it on that end, and I'm selling them my products by injecting it almost in surrounding it with that other good content. I, I, I have a gut. I'm not, you know, my abs are not beach ready. I'm not going to look good in a, in a scuba suit. So I'm not going out there scuba diving with them. Um, normally I am. Teamed up. You teamed up. Yeah. I teamed up with somebody. And what I like about this communities and, and that sort of approach is that uh, it's, it all, I'm also not geographically confined. So when I wanted to launch a, a dog grooming brand, Several of us, we were out there at dog grooming parks offering free grooming to dogs like at the park and creating a meetup group, though, about it and finding other people that are willing to do that. I don't have to be limited to a dog park near me. I can say, you know what? I, I feel like we should do this in Kansas City. Let's create a meetup group in Kansas City, even though I'm out of Miami. And then I, my content can reach everyone. Uh, as far as how we got the meetup group out there is we put signs on little pieces of paper, like in your local Starbucks, your Panera Bread, all these places they have this public pinup board and it's the most highly trafficked probably spot in your town and normally it's covered with these little like ripoffs of like efficiency for rent call here guitar lessons math tutor and it's very boring it's like written by hand instead you print up something like really eye-catchy um again content so like really great graphics some image rich stuff with every, every manner of being contacted imaginable like qr code your you know short code sms when that was a thing and all, all that stuff, and you drive them to that meetup group that offers that amazing offer. Something you said a second ago, though, about like things that I did that didn't work. I, I don't want to sound like I, everything I'm doing works, but I, I want to say this, though. I've exited a few brands that should have been bankrupt, but because I didn't let go and didn't care what the book said, and I just kept grinding, and I turned them around, they worked. 
So that's why I'm not saying what I did didn't work. But for all effects and purposes, it failed for way too long. Like I should have let it go. And those probably should be chalked up as, as failures. But I just never I just never let go. Carlos, I, I disagree. I think there's a perspective here that's that's really interesting. And honestly, why I've had a lot of success is that, well, one, it's a little bit of tenacity, right? And just like relentlessness to win. Um, you got to have some of that. But also when you're not thinking like an investor and you're thinking like a brand builder, there is there is no like, when is it successful? When is it not? Like you're like, I'm building a brand. Like, you know, that's how I feel about my agency is like, I'm building Marknology. I want Marknology, not Andrew Morgan's. I want Marknology to be synonymous with like a great Amazon agency, you know? And so to do that, I've made chances with people. I've made chances with equipment, with gear, with buildings, with environment, with um, you know, directions to take my company. Do we focus on content and branding when no one's doing that and they're not spending on that? Well, for me to build a team to be great at that when no one was really in the Amazon community is spending quite a bit of money on branding or content or A plus pages or images didn't make a lot of sense, you know? <laughs> and so like, there's some of these moves I made that like on paper, if I was having a exit coach with me or like, you know, an agency coach to help me build probably would have said no. But because I was building a brand that I wanted to be synonymous with like one of the best Amazon agencies in the space, I think I did some, I did things that like long game, like, you know, more long game. And I think, um, you know, even like I have a brand that's a pet supplement company. I own, I own equity in it, been building it six years and uh, we're at several million dollars, you know, a couple countries and, um, you know, our ACOS or our tacos, like, you know, whatever you want to call it, like our ACOS, if we had a partner working on it, you know, sometimes it's 150%. It's a lot to, to, to grab customers. Well, we're playing long game. And I know that I have like a 44% customer retention rate over time. And so we slowly get more new customers, you know, we keep them and we're building like, you know, we're building a list of eventually that, that start passing, subscribe and save customers, our returning customers grow. And that's a long game strategy that if I had a, investors or I had like, you know, um, a diff, a shorter term, like owner kind of driving direction, that play wouldn't work. You know, and we'd either get fired or moved on or change strategy. Right. So like if you would have quit, and, and, and I'd be asking you that question, then you'd need to add those things. But since you didn't quit, they technically didn't fail and you, you kept going. So it's like you lose when you quit. Exactly. And I, I rarely did. I, two other tactics that one of them never panned out and the other one I stopped was early days, many chat. So like early days, many chat, it was, I was just doing, you know, running ads, likes to page on Facebook, getting people in my bot and then I would sell them. Um, when it started getting, you know, really saturated with like, let's just call it like gaming the algorithm. We'll just like leave it at that. But when that started happening, I backed out, but early days, you were getting like an 1800% ROI on many chat. So for a while I did that and then it stopped and it wasn't working good anymore since I stopped, since I quit, um, for launches. The other one that I played with a lot and I plan on resuming after accelerate is I've spent a lot in re a lot of resources in Alexa. Uh, like a, I hope mine isn't, but like Alexa voice technology. Um, yeah. So figuring out ways that like, I'm just convinced that within the next five years, like search as we know it is going to be like a lot different yeah. and it's going to be a lot more voice. So trying to figure out all the ways of how that is going to impact us as marketers. Cause that's what we are. You know what I mean? Like how, how is that going to impact us? That's something that I've tried a lot, but I don't have, 
I don't have super good results to show for it yet. I'm just convinced I'm not quitting. I'm super convinced that this is going to be everything soon. Okay. So what's today? It's like September 15th. I know I'm not supposed to say dates on here, but I kind of wanted to make a mark because we're going to come back to this podcast. Like, you know, I love making like a little bit of like some predictions, some thought leadership, you know, calls, so to speak, um, some prophecies of like what's coming down the road. Because I think whenever I can look back on that and be like, look, three years ago, two years ago, I was talking about this and what it's going to be similar to like Gary Vee. I think it's amazing when he does those mashups that are like 10 years ago, he's been on the same shit, like just like hammering it. Um, and for me, I think it's that's why they're pushing video. Um, that's why they're pushing video. And that's why they're getting so much video to have captions in it, because the captions are going to be what the algorithm search to find and match us up with those. That's why they also have chapter headers in the YouTubes. They can call it that it's for the hearing impaired, right? Uh, they can call it whatever they want to get you know brands to do that, that alt text in the back of images. Um, you know, if AI can scrape images and you have clearly in your images, not just a bunch of random facts, but like your actual value adds or like those things that customers are actually searching in the Amazon bar, you're then validating them by having that in your images. You're like, you know, this is the strategy that people should be doing. Um, and why these things are so important is because the, that Alexa, those, that voice search is going to be combing, um, your images, you know, the back end of your images, the back end of your videos. Um, for search. I very, very much believe that. Yeah. I, in a way us as podcasters, we're going to benefit a lot from that because like we just mentioned Alexa in this show and we're going to, I know we talked about it for a minute. We're going to talk about it for a minute or two, but this show's title and the show, the majority of what's, what's going on in today's episode is not going to be Alexa. But when what we say right now is going to be able to be, um, crawled, um, by a voice, it's going to change everything. Like, yeah. and e-commerce, um, I, I do, I invest a lot of resources into figuring out like, how is that going to, what is that going to look like? And how can I be ahead of that? Yeah. And I think it's going to make the black hatters that are still playing and, and, you know, scheming on Amazon, even that much more upset, uh, because, you know, it's not just about gaming the algorithm. It's not about hacking it. Um, and there'll still be some of that. There'll always be some of that. Right. But it's going to be who has the right SEO, who's doing all the small things, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, um, you know, making sure your template files look amazing, making sure your images have all that extra work done, making sure you have the back end search terms. And it's a ton of work. Um, you know, that's why I've built a team, not, not a shameless plug for the agency, but it's like you have to be doing this kind of stuff. Um, and I think that like when you just it's really not even that rocket science, like, you know, leaning into what Amazon's doing whenever they're launching new stuff and just learning every single thing you can about it is is the best way to go and the best way to stay up to speed. Um, before I jump to this next question, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Uh, Without our sponsors, we wouldn't make this podcast happen. And um, Amazon Alexa, if you want to sponsor us, you know, just hit me in the messages. That would be amazing as well. Um, okay, so we're talking about content. And um, we talked about the website in process, in progress. I just want to, I want to close out with a little bit more details around your strategy for content. Okay, so like I've been, I've been playing with, uh, I feel like I'm a little behind on, on the big Facebook boom of really being an amazing Facebook marketer. Um, it got, you know, I, I leaned into Amazon in the same time that Facebook was like exploding and booming and like people were crushing it. Um, you know, and so then by the time I get to that point, 
people are already amazing at Facebook. So jumping in, like, you know, costs are high, whatever. TikTok, not the same thing. It seems like, you know, I'm really, uh, I'm working with some young guys. It's really hard for me because I'm a deep thinker. I'm an overthinker. And uh, the content strategies on TikTok are very simple, very straightforward, very direct, like with a hook. And it has like, definitely has a recipe to the type of content that's doing well there. But I'm getting amazing results. One as an influencer, a personal brand pushing product. And then also as like a brand creating content for the brand, like, you know, like fish stock, where it would be like, did you know, da, 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 you know, and then like, kind of being an educational platform like that. Um, outside of like blogging, and maybe some of the traditional, what are some things you're thinking about when you're building your content strategy for for the launch? Um, prior to fish uh, again, I, I exited three brands at the beginning of this year. So one of the things that happens around that time is you start dropping software that you used, you know, in conjunction, you know, with those brands, you, you're no longer using it. So I've I've always used SEMrush as a as something to do like a lot of spying, if you will, or, or really validate what I'd like to do with content and see if that makes sense. Sort of like I'm passionate about a product. You probably have Amazon tools you use to show if there's a market for it. So this is the same thing. Here's the content I'd like to create. Let's use SEMrush to figure out if that's working. So I switched over to Ahrefs and it was just, you know, new business. You want to keep costs low in that business. And Ahref was more affordable and more bang for the buck on that level. So I'm going to try to use some of the Ahref terminology that I can. So, so one of the things that I do is I look at, I try to narrow down as much as possible. So when I first thought of fish dock, it fell into what I would like to be passionate about. Big difference there is if I'm already passionate about it, I'm already drilled down. I'm already niched down as I'm doing it. What I'd like to be passionate about, an example of that would be, and I'll say it because you know Tom too. You met Tom when you came down to speak in Miami. Um, you're going to see him again soon too, by the way. So that's cool. But Tom was like, look, I'm passionate about cash flowing. <laughs> so he's like, I, you have all these ideas. Like, why don't you come? Why don't you tell me one? So I told him one. And it was Bonsai. So it was Brands, Leaves, and Soul on Amazon. Number one Bonsai accessory brand right now. And for me, I don't know anything about Bonsai, but the you know, doctor's telling me, hey, you need to chill out. You're stressing out. It's going to take years off your life. Bonsai seems like this very zen, chill, by yourself with your own thoughts type of thing. So that's why I would like to be passionate. So I don't know about the brand, would like to be passionate about it. I need to drill down though. So with Fish Doc, that's the stage I was in. So I'm like, I get my hands dirty. I want to do this. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a tank. And then it's like, wait a minute, is it fresh water or salt water? So like, that's huge. That's huge in the space. Like one side almost doesn't even like the other sometimes. So I'm, I'm doing all this research. And for me, it just took walking into the store and saying, oh my God, that looks beautiful. And the other one just seemed like, eh, you know, so the beautiful one for me was like a reef tank. So now I've narrowed it down. So the first process for me was like narrowing it down. Um, I don't just want saltwater tanks. I want saltwater reef tanks. And I want a heavy emphasis on coral. And then within coral for reef tanks, there's a, a big talk into like helping them grow faster, the propagation of them. They're not cheap. And I mean, people that are in this hobby now, I'm also seeing they got money because every coral you get is like 350 to 600 bucks. And like for the majority of people in America, that's what, two paychecks? Yep. So, so like I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be dealing with this race to the bottom type of product here because people here got some money to spend. No one looks for the cheapest thing that's going to hurt their $600 thing. So I'm like, I like this. I found my niche. I've narrowed down. So now I go to Ahrefs and I'm like, 
I've decided that I'm going to get into liquid-based products that help with the propagation of coral. And I go to Ahrefs and I'm like, I just plug that in and I do like a keyword explorer search and it's going to show me what on a competitive level, like what are the parent keyword topics, if you will, that um, are most relevant to what my search was. So I put propagation of coral and it would probably put something like coral treatment. And when I look at coral treatment, I'm like, okay, this is a mid-level competition score. And then Ahref, just so that I don't go too SEO geek uh, on everyone no, here, but let's like, do it, let's do it. But like Ahref's going to break down, like, what does that really mean in this category? That is, and Ahref's going to say that's about 16 quality backlinks. That's X amount of, you know, um, you know, uh, what do you, I'm drawing a blank, like uh, featured posts. It's X amount of articles. It's X amount. Of, I'm like, okay, I'm looking at this and I'm like, my content team to create all this, I can assign dollar values to it. It's kind of like what you built out in your agency. You couldn't be the quality agency you are now if you hadn't built out the amazing team that you have. But now that you have it and a project comes your way, you can look at this and say, well, that costs XXXX. I can price this out. This makes sense. So I look at it and I'm like, okay, this is going to cost me, this is going to cost me like, let's just call it 4K. This is going to cost me 4K of content and you don't want to just drop all this on day one. That's not how Google works, but like this is going to cost me 4K and this is going to cost me four months. So we're looking at like a grand a month. This is this is nothing compared to launches, right? Like we were paying more than that on shipping. Yep. So I'm going to do that. And all that means is that's doing that should put me roughly on the first page of Google, right? Not top of first page, but the first page of Google. Um for those specific keywords same thing on amazon like you when someone says i rank on number one on amazon for my product i'm like yeah you just started you know what i mean like what keyword do you rank number one for so same thing with google so i so i do that so that's that's really how i guide it and then that dictates everything else that's going to dictate the types of blogs i'm going to create that search is going to show me who are the people that um i didn't invent this skyscraper technique i, I forget who did but like um I believe it's from a, I'm going to get it wrong, but I'm going to look at the content that's currently ranking and say, Hey, how do I 10 X this? Like, how do I add in my infographics? How do I jazz up this copy? How do I make it more current? How can I insert a podcast episode or a YouTube video? Uh, there we full, go. Skill is, full skill is amazing with this, by the way, like checking yeah. out their blog, you know what I mean? So I'm going to, I'm going to look at someone like full scale that knows how to do this. And I'm going to inject this stuff in my content and I'm going to 10 X theirs. And then I'm going to reach out to the people that are linking to this and say, Hey, check this out. So, so that builds the direction of what I want to do. It will also, when I want to create a meetup group on this topic, which I'm going to do and, and I'm going to have, it's not going to be wizards of fish, right? But it's going to be like when I, when I do create the fish doc meetup about, you know, reef aquarium enthusiasts, this is also going to dictate what the topics are going to be of those meetup events. Yeah. Because I can tell how, how, you know, like sort of like using answer the public, I can tell how popular they're going to be amongst people that are in that niche. Does that help? I, mean, I don't want to just yeah, no, keep like, like ramble Because what you did is you just explained how to build a brand, right? Because when you get all the different areas of what you're doing as a company working together in synchrony, um, where, you know, my Instagram is a simplified version of my blog which in my LinkedIn post is a simplified version of the blog, but a little bit bigger than the Instagram. And the TikTok is a five seconds of that blog. And then maybe a podcast episode is, is in correlation with that major blog topic because I bring in someone that's an expert. And now I've got 
you know, and then my newsletter goes out that posts my blog and the podcast episode is kind of talking about the same thing. And not that you're over inundating everyone. It's just that you have a community that's everywhere um, or you have people that care about these things in different areas. And whenever they see oh, the LinkedIn and the Instagram and the email and like they're all talking about this thing, it starts building trust. And that's what brand does. And it's like, you know, you're top of mind because they're seeing you in, in their different mediums. And um, it's that intentionality and that level of strategy. But what's also amazing is, yes, it takes time, it takes investment, it takes, you know, it takes learning and failing. But it also like for all of those Amazon sellers that are so afraid, right, of the algorithm changing, that are so afraid of rising PPC costs, that are so afraid of some of those things. Um, <clears throat> this gives you something that like, you know, if you put four or five months into an article or into a topic to kind of rank for a keyword, um, that that exists in perpetuity. Like, you know, you have to keep building and going, but it's not something that's like one and done. I paid for a 20 foot or 40 foot container. And, you know, that cost is lost in PPC. Um, if you're doing it intentionally to build organic ranking and to build strategy and things like that, it's, it's something that they can't take away from you. Um, and that's something that I love. That's something that I love about it. it gives me a little sense of security and whatever I'm building that like um, it's got a firm foundation. And so while it's also a very strong tactic to use. It's also something that by doing it, you're not wasting, you're not wasting anything. Um, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And it's cool to see you. Uh, it's cool to see you digging in like that. Like I was gonna I was gonna bring up the full scale blog. Um, you know, one I've learned a lot from my mentor, Matt DeCourcy is like amazing at, at SEO ranking. And that's how the podcast has gotten, you know, as much views as it has. Um, and it's also just like, you know, if you're gonna sell something, um, as a company, as a brand, you should know, you should know something about it. You know, um, the one thing I was going to add a curveball, and I want your opinion on this is like, whenever I started putting out YouTube content and I have had a small team with a small bootstrap budget and like, you know, so I've gone in some directions and pulled back and like different things like that. When I really was passionate about e-commerce and Amazon, I was, I felt like I was the only one really dealing with brands or manufacturers um, having those convos, not just the private label, not just the Amazon sellers that were already open to Amazon. This was more like the companies that are resisting Amazon, you know, and really pushing, pushing myself through those doors. Um, I wanted to put out content that hadn't been talked about. Okay. So if I went to SEM rush, if I went to H ref, like you wouldn't have seen these topics searched, you know, and some of that is to my detriment, like being, <laughs> being a first mover and being too early and no one's really searching it. But, you know, it was things like how to tackle, um, you know, um, map pricing on Amazon or how to handle resellers or a reseller strategy or, you know, bundling and price strategies on Amazon or knowing your profitability and breaking it down. And now all these things are commonplace, like they're commonplace in the Amazon industry. But when I started looking for things to write about, there was no traffic searching for these things because the brands were not open to hearing about Amazon at that time. Um, I truly believe that. So like, and then also like launching products on Amazon that don't have keyword, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of keyword um, volume of people searching maybe on Amazon. You can launch a product there, do types of strategies like uh, on a blog or on TikTok or influencer marketing um, that are less like keyword driven and drive them to your product. So in a way you're like, you can launch a product early on Amazon before there's keyword demand, use some of these other content tools that aren't so keyword focused to actually drive traffic to those and make it a successful listing before the search volume catches up. Um, just something that I've got a little chip on my shoulder about like always using the tools is not always 
the way to go if you really feel passionate about a product or something before, like if you're that early before the trends catch on. I do think there's there's ways that you can do it. Obviously, not a beginner move, I would say. Um, more so like if if you've done it a few times and you and you know you kind of know how to launch a product and you know how to create content you can play. So I know I gave a lot there, but that was one I wanted to think about is just like when there isn't keyword volume. Have you ever found success in that way? Have you ever launched a product that you felt strong about that wasn't in high demand on Amazon? Yeah. So, so, so two, two things on that one, I, I let myself have, well, first, yes, I have, um, Tim talks on this a lot, but you see things on Etsy and, and you know, that haven't begun being searched, but somebody's making these things and they're getting a ton of sales. So you're able to see like on Etsy, on Pinterest, there's a lot of interest in this, but if you jump over at the same time and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fault of any of these softwares. They're, they're limited is you would see if you were going to go search for this product, same product to launch it, that there's no search yet. If you did launch this product and say you reached out to the Etsy creator, this person can crank out a hundred a day and you brokered something with them and you dropped it over there on Amazon you would see this thing get sales almost immediately because the people that are shopping on Etsy, just like everyone else in the world, there's an alarmingly high percentage that start their search on Amazon. So they would see this thing immediately on Amazon and then they would tell the other people on Etsy and people would start buying on Amazon. So yeah, hundred percent. I've seen that. And then the other part of what you said, I love, I have this reward me is kind of in my head, what I call it when I'm creating content. So, you know, for the wizards of e-com, I don't, I'm not the one that actually creates the blog content. Um, and, and I think it could be a lot better to be fair, but you know, up until recently it wasn't treated as like a business, but for my private labels up until fish and including fish I create a lot of that content. Like I, I enjoy that written writing process. It's almost like therapeutic for me, you know? So, not everything I write about, though, is what I would enjoy writing about. Mm. There's some things that are required writing. So I feel like I put my dues in and then I reward myself with reward me time. And usually the reward me time is what I want to write about, but it's not backed up by search. It's either early mover. It's my thoughts on this thing. And what I find is that about half of them, you know, for, for a bit of time in the beginning, they don't get any traction. It looks like, yeah, what a waste. I felt good doing it. I don't care. But then about half of them, half about half of them die. And like, no one ever sees it. The other half though, it's like, you become like genius in yeah. the space. Like you could see the date when that thing got put out and no one was talking about this and you were that that's awesome. I think everyone should reward themselves with whether it's a reward or a strategy for me, it's a reward as right about, like what you're actually thinking, you are smarter than these tools. You know, you are immersed in this thing. Just do it. Yeah, I definitely have that chip on my shoulder as someone that's not a tool creator. I didn't create a software, but I've been in space 11 years. Um, it's not that I'm predicting anything, you know, it's that I'm just like, I've studied this system for 11 straight years, thousands and thousands, you know, 20,000 plus hours um, on the platform. You start to just see a rhythm, you know, a little bit. And you're like, I see it going toward you know, that's why they have Amazon's choice badge and that's why they're pushing video and that's why they're doing posts and why they're coming out with an Instagram type content and now an email type content. And like, you know, they're doing everything uh, that everyone else is doing well off Amazon. They've always done that. And so, you know, attribution, um, 
all of these tools that exist for a couple of years as a third party tool, they, you know, they bring them in house, pay attention to that. And pretty soon it's not even that you're predicting it. You're just, you're in the trend early, you know? And so I think that that's where like, you know, everyone talks about, well, I didn't see this in jungle scout. I didn't see this in cobalt. I didn't see this in helium 10 tools. I didn't see this in merchant words. Um, you know, I'm like, well, if you were early enough on this platform, there was tons of that. There was like, you know, high end men's suspenders. I've told that story where there's only like $20 suspenders and I started selling $120 men's suspenders. That's a $100 price difference in the next competitor. And I believed in it, uh, even though there wasn't like exactly, you know, search demand for that. So some of it, you just have to go with your gut. And um, I believe in that more and more and more as I as I actually get experience and I'm actually working a lot on my EQ skills like my emotional intelligence skills because i want to trust my gut more because it's actually faster than my logical brain uh you know on some of those things and that's where you can get some big wins like those reward me's i think um and then also being able to like you know speak your mind put it out there you're not going to be a thought leader as a brand or as a individual if you're not out there kind of like saying it how you see it you know, so some of these, the last thing I'll say is that like, I think of two things and I know it's been said before, but demand capture and demand generation. And so, you know, Amazon as it is with all the research and data is great for demand capture. Like if someone's looking for it and you have a product out there and you're optimizing it the best, what better place to capture a sale than on Amazon, but demand generation products like an invention or a product, maybe that demand generation means at first you need to create demand for this type of product and have people understand why they need like, you know, ick drops or like, you know, that's what I think of when I think of like a, a fish stock is like, you know, I've had fish with ick back in the day and you put, you know, drops in the water and you got to treat it. And, you know, so you're like, if people don't know of that, you're saying, Hey, did you know that you need this for your tanks? And like, you know, you're trying to educate them on all this stuff. Oh, so this sunblock is bad for you. You actually need this like organic type of sunblock that won't, you know, give you skin cancer or whatever, you're having to create this like demand for your product that people didn't even know about. And to do that off Amazon channels are so much better to do that because you're able to kind of use video. You're able to use longer form explanations. You're able to create engaging, captivating top of funnel kind of awareness, but you might need to start three or six months ahead to start building that to then be able to launch on Amazon. And that's something I'm learning a little bit later and being able to tell the difference in the two types of products um that i think if someone's thinking about selling on amazon or launching products they need to think about that and they need to think about is it a demand generation product or is it a demand capture should i be focusing on web or content or should i just like launch directly on amazon um trying to win more often you know with products uh and that's been a big part of it this has been i love just shooting the shooting shooting the game with you carlos it's good to talk to um another expert and i love saltwater tanks i think I also love the category. You're immediately dealing with a certain type of customer. They do a ton of research themselves. So they're going to be like, um, you know, very knowledgeable about the subject. So it even makes it easier as you build the content to specifically build for what they're looking for because they're an intelligent shopper. Um, you know, my cousin was really into this and he actually bought a bunch of tanks as the shop closed. And so he had all of these like display tanks that were just like massive in his house. And, um, we had so much fun. It was his dollars and my fun. You know, he was like six years older than me. So I was just like living through him. But um, super cool brand to get into. And so please keep posting on Instagram. Uh, I want to see more pics of, of the corals and kind of like what you're doing. Um, as always, before we sign off, like talk, talk about one event you have coming up. 
um, that people should know about and then where people can reach you, um, you know, join Wizards of Ecom, get in on get in on your podcast and, and what you're doing there. Um, be involved in events happening in the Miami area. And I think you've even expanding if you want to share a little bit of that as we go. Oh, heck yeah, man. Thank you so much. So the uh, events coming up, two two big events. One of them is uh, traffic and conversions, like my go-to event every year since it came out. Um, it's, it's digital marketing. So I know that turns off a lot of Amazon sellers, but whether you know it or not, you are a digital marketer. <laughs> and it's what's moved the needle the most in, in my Amazon business, even though it's not an Amazon focused, probably yeah. especially because it's not an Amazon focused uh, conference. So that's in San Diego. I'm there from like the 26th to the 30th. Uh, while I'm out there, you know, Wizards of Ecom has expanded our location. Our groups have expanded to Tampa, uh, San Diego and LA. So while I'm out on the West Coast, this, we're going to make the official announcement that, you know, San Diego uh, San Diego Amazon Meetup Group, the LA Amazon Meetup Group, all joined forces for part of the Wizards of Ecom family. So that's super exciting, and it's a it's a new thing to figure out. Um, the community has exploded. Um, another event coming up that you're speaking at, so I look forward to hanging out with you. Is down here in Miami at Wizards of Ecom is going to be the Q4 Bash put on by uh, Carbon Six and hosted by Tim Jordan. Anybody that wants to get in on that, and I, I still have. Um, I still have a few free tickets, so I'll, I'll put the, the lure out there. If you want to get a free ticket, join our telegram chat, which is free at wizardsofecom.com slash chat, and just ask me for it and I'll DM you and send it. And I guess the only other thing, can I mention the podcast? Do you mind? Please, or, yeah, please. I, I'd love, you know, I, I try to, I, I try to ear hustle, um, off of, off of Andrew. So I try to learn a bunch and incorporate it into, into my podcast, which is Wizards of Ecom. If I'd love if you jump over there and listen, and if you think it's worth a review, great. Awesome. Carlos, thank you so much uh, for your time today, making this happen. I really do appreciate it. I can't wait to see you. Um, uh, traffic and conversion is a stretch for me, but I honestly am going to try to make it. I've heard so much. I'm really all about the non-Amazon conferences, just as not that I am not getting anything from the Amazon conferences. I'm actually at them. I'm speaking in them. And if, if that's where you need to be, that's where you need to be. When you think about content strategies, you think about ways to not get stuck, um, you know, just with your Amazon business only and feeling like you can't make moves, like understanding how the rest of digital marketing and the rest of e-commerce works and how to execute a plan there can just give you a ton of confidence in, um, in your brand and, and building it. And so um, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, love to see the community growing to those cities. Like those are some cities I'm in. So I can't wait to visit some of those chapters. And um, thank you, Hustlers, for, for the time and attention today. And shout out again to our sponsor, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. We'll see you next time, guys. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.